We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to The Uncontested. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Uncontested. I am your host for today, Justin, joined next to me at the Win Las Vegas, Nick Crane. It has been a crazy 24 hours. The amount of NBA personnel, players, <laughs> staff, I mean, like <laughs> we've seen the whole league by now, Justin. It, it certainly feels like it. Uh, before we get into it all, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, actually recording live from our temporary studio Hoping to uh, get a sneak peek at the permanent studio coming to the Wynn Resort, Vegas. We are also the official podcast of Boomtown Hoops. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and most recently on TikTok. Oh, no. Taylor made a TikTok. We have no idea what that (laughs) is going to contain. but can't be as bad as Josh Giddy. You should probably follow it. Um... So, Nick, let's talk Summer League. You you just mentioned it. We've been here. We got here on Saturday morning. Um, games started yesterday on Sunday, and it has been an insane experience. This is our first Summer summer League experience for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling right now? Um, I would say coming into it, I, I kind of tampered expectations, knowing that, you know, with COVID, probably wouldn't be able to be close to the court, wouldn't see a bunch of players. Um, first of all, shout out to Blue Wire for hooking us up yes. with these, these wristbands for the entire week. Um, I guess just to give a little bit of background to our listeners, we went into the stadium yesterday, um, got our wristbands. weren't really sure what that access would entail. Not um, at all. Not at all. So <laughs> we, and, and it was funny cause neither, neither did the arena staff. So we're walking around, you know, where do we sit? The arena staff's like, I don't know. And so we sat down in the VIP section waiting for an answer and <laughs> the arena staff that we were talking to never came back. So we were courtside all day yesterday for um, what ended up being four of the top 
five picks, five of the top six five picks? Of, five of the top six picks in action yesterday uh, that we got to see, you know, roughly 10, free, 10 feet in front of us, yep. which was pretty pretty awesome yes um i think what was super cool is i mean obviously the guys on the court unreal scotty barnes uh jaylen green evan mobley Cade cunningham josh giddy all playing yep. but the number of people just around summer league was incredible and i've heard people talk about this with summer league before obviously this was our first time experiencing it but you had current players you have team staff, everybody from, you know, social media guys and interns and, and videographers and what have you, all the way up to GMs. We, we actually rode the elevator into the arena with the assistant GM of the Magic. Yep. Uh, no big deal. You know, made, <laughs> made some small talk yep. about the weather. <laughs> Said, I'm from Florida. I'm used to this heat. And yeah, right. down at this name tag and it was <laughs> assistant GM of the Orlando Magic. I said, yep, you, you sure are. Yes. Um, you have, you know, head coaches sitting on the sidelines. Um, I saw... We saw a guy, and we were like, "Is that Tom Thibodeau?" Because first off, the masks the masks make it really hard. It's it, a guessing game on who who is this guy. We we know he looks familiar, but who is he? You have to know people's eyes yes. really well. Um, we were like, "I think that's Tibbs," and then he got closer, and we we're like, "No, that's not Tibbs." And then we see another guy, and we're like, "Oh my goodness, that's actually Tibbs." Yep. And then we realized the guy we thought was Tibbs was actually Leon Rose, yep. GM of the New York Knicks. So all around, just lots and lots of NBA presence everywhere. Adam Silver came by. Yep. He was having a conversation with Doris Burke, like right in front of us for and probably Billups. 10 minutes. Yeah, and Chauncey Billups, new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. Unbelievable. Yep. Like. You and I were talking about this yesterday. It almost made it kind of hard to actually watch the games because there was so much going on. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter which direction you looked. You know, one, we were two rows back from the court. So whether it was the row in front of us or to the left and right of us or behind us, it was just play. I mean, it was, it was just somebody that, that is a big name around the league. And it was, it was hard, like you said, hard to, hard to focus. We were trying to get content out, videoing, you know, pregame, tweeting things out. And it was like, Let's let's try to take a break and watch the game, but it could never happen because <laughs> as soon as you as soon as you'd settled in to watch the game, oh, there's Pascal Siakam sitting right in front yes, of you. Yes, Pascal checking out the the young raps. Um, an awesome experience. Yeah. I highly recommend it. You know, obviously, we're super fortunate to get to be here on behalf of Blue Wire Podcast. But anybody can buy tickets. They're not super expensive. If you're an NBA fan, I highly recommend Summer League because you just get kind of an unparalleled level of access Um, it's not like a normal NBA game where it feels very you know segregated between fans and players it's much more um, cohesive than that so Nick I want to play a little bit of a game all right Um, so we're going to call this the name drop game (laughs) so like we mentioned we've seen a lot of people um, at summer league so far in the uh, in the 36 hours that we've been here so I want to go we're going to go back and forth and we're going to name a a player that we have seen and i'm not talking like you know we saw a picture of them on nba's twitter account like we actually saw them and we're like within a reasonable distance of them but we're not counting the players that have played so you know cade cunningham scotty barnes that doesn't count we're going strictly off the court okay you want to go first or second i'll go first Okay, and I'm I'm horrible at these. So whoever games. whoever can't think of somebody yes. loses. Yes, and and it's funny because there's probably 80 players to choose from, and I'm gonna right. blank out after. I six. know, like so we to to prep the listener. We we did no prep intentionally. Yeah. We decided we were not no list, no like actually sitting down and thinking about it. So we're coming into this raw. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, but I'll let you go first. All right, here we go. Uh, John Wall, Tyrese Halliburton, Lou Dort, Trey Young, 
SGA. Yeah, come on. You can't do all the Thunder players. Keep it going. Poku. Pascal Siakam. Isaiah Roby. Miles Turner. Um, Chris Paul. Darius Garland. Mikhail Bridges. Colin Sexton. Campaign. Jared Allen. Miles Turner. Bam Adebayo. Brick. Um, I know there's more Thunder players. Already. I know. It's so hard. <laughs> I know there's more Thunder players. Come on. You got Musky? Musk, you can't, you can't. I'm helping you out Come here. on, man. Mike Muscala. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll take it. Isaiah Roby. Um, I already said Roby. Did you? Yes. Oh, I guess I have to choose a new one. Um, give me Devin Booker. Devin, oh, that was a good one. Um, who was in front of us today? Yeah, there's literally a player sitting right in front. Karis Levert. There you go. Um, give me Tory Craig. That's who dropped his, he dropped his phone and yes. I had to pick it up for him. Nick, pick, <laughs> Nick picked up Tory Craig's phone. No big deal. Um, who else? Who else? It's funny because there's, hey, there's so many. I got a wild card. Jose Calderon. Oh, yes, former player. <laughs> Shea, Shea took his seat. It was so awkward. Yes, Calderon got up and gave Shea his seat. It was um, fantastic. Jarrett Culver. Jarrett Culver, that's a good one. Um, Anthony Edwards. Thanks yeah, for reminding me yeah, that the Timberwolves teammate. were there. Yeah, third teammate in that group, Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Yes, indeed. Does James Jones count? Can yeah. I pull that yeah. card? Yeah. GM, GM of the Suns. Um, yep. Give me David Nwaba of the Houston Rockets. Mm. Just signed a new contract today. Yes, he did. I'm going to pull. This is a, probably a cheap shot. Vic Kredge. Can I pull okay. that? Yeah, he was on the bench pull that. Well, in street clothes. If you're pulling that, I'm pulling Nick Collison. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I could see it in your eyes. Nick Collison. Uh, solid. Solid choice. I feel like we're missing. Oh. Nikhil Alexander-Walker sitting go. next to his cousin Shay. What about Fred Van Vliet? Fred Van Vliet. Yes. Who else was there from the Raptors? There was a lot of guys. Um, I feel like you kept naming people that I did not recognize at all. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing much better with me yes. of recognizing people in their masks. I'm, I'm trying to think of I the I feel like I'm going to lose this saw. game. Because the, for the listeners, too, the way it worked was whenever teams came out for pregame, um, the the section directly to the right of us would correlate to the bench on the right side of us across the court, and and all those current NBA players were cheering on the summer league team. So, for example, like the Thunder were on the right bench where we were sitting, all the Thunder players sat in the right section. Um, the Pistons guys sat on the left bench that were playing in summer league, and the uh, players for the Pistons sat on um, the left side of kind of the VIP section. So I'm trying to think back. You know, we had. Oklahoma City, we had Detroit. I don't think there was many guys from Detroit that were here. Um, Houston, we've named a bunch of those guys. Knicks, we've named a bunch of those guys. Raptors. Who we watched this morning? The Mavericks? I didn't see anyone from the Mavs there. No, I didn't see anyone from the Mavs. Lots of Pacers. Lots of Pacers. We named all those guys. Are we out of names? There's definitely way more. Can I pull Kendrick Perkins? Is, Kendrick does Perkins. that fit in the loophole? Saw it him uh, getting into a car at the hotel yes. at our hotel, actually. Doris uh, Burke's not a player, but she was yeah. she was fun to see. You already mentioned her. Kendrick Perkins. I was walking out of the hotel this morning, and over my shoulder, I just hear, "Do you got my bags?" <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around. Carry the hell on. Sure enough, Kendrick Perkins getting into an Escalade. Um, um, special guest Mike Boynton. <laughs> not yes, a, not an NBA guy, but got to see him and and talked to him for a little bit on the way out yesterday. Um, here's a, another former player I just had, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers saw was there today. Morning. Yes, indeed. Um, saw Troy, Re- Troy, Troy, Troy Weaver, Weaver. Speaking of GMs, they, they were doing those GM interviews on ESPN, and to get to the interview booth, they had to walk right in front of us. So every GM that interviewed yesterday yep. walked right in front of us to get to the booth. 
Um, Rachel Nichols was there this morning. I know we're getting off the, the track of <laughs> the, players. I think just, we've. I don't know who won or lost this game, but I think we're both winners. Yes, there's, uh, there's uh, no way to lose. That's a good way to put it. Um, so really, the takeaway there is a super cool experience. Oh, Nick, I just thought of the most important Uh-oh. one: James Booknight. Oh, please <laughs> tell that story. That so so. Yes. It was at first, you know, being around all these players, um, it just kind of felt weird because it's like these are the guys you watch on TV and all of a sudden they're sitting, you know, two seats to the right of you and you hear them talking and someone dunks on somebody and you hear their their, their, their reactions reaction. and all that kind yep. of stuff. But then after a while it kind of gets, oh, you know, we're kind of used to like, we were We were in the arena for probably close to 12 hours yesterday and it was just players in and out the entire time. So we're walking out of the arena. We had just got done talking about, you know, how that felt surreal, but then it felt normal by the end of it and how seeing all these players didn't feel all too crazy anymore. And then <laughs> the James book night experience. And I'll let you Justin okay. tell that story. So we're walking out of the arena. We're walking back to our hotel. It's pitch black outside. You know, people are kind of filing out. Lots of people waiting for Ubers. It's kind of a sketchy area, by the way. It's yeah. We, yeah. We walked through some very like methy apartments <laughs> on the way to the arena. Yeah. Um, but we're sitting, we're walking, we're walking down a staircase and there's a guy sitting on the edge of the, the staircase and as we walk by, he kind of looks up and we lock eyes and I'm just so taken off guard. I'm like, I know I've, I've like, I have a distinct memory. I've, I've looked at your face recently, but I can't figure out who you are. Nick's on his phone, probably tweeting something. And as we walk about five more steps, I realize I look at Nick and I go, that was James book night. And it was book night, just sitting on the corner, um, uh, by himself in the dark, wearing a Hornet shirt. Um, waiting for an Uber. I guess waiting for an Uber. It, it honestly reminded me of like a kid after basketball yeah. practice waiting for his mom to pick him up. It's like when you're leaving an AAU tournament and like, you know, a couple of the guys are sitting out like on the on the curb waiting yes. for a ride and he's just sitting there on his phone. Just chilling. I and think if was, I, w- if I would have remembered who he was in the moment, I probably would have pulled out my phone and, yeah. and showed him my jersey swap of right. him in a Thunder jersey um, because I was pretty sure he was headed to OKC on yep. draft night. Yep. And then even, even walking, um, here's a couple more, or one player and one... <laughs> Um, coach that we hadn't mentioned, uh, Daniel Tice, we saw yesterday, but then walking yes. up to record here um, in Vegas, we saw Daniel Tice sitting down eating dinner, and we walked by Mike D'Antoni. It's just like everywhere yes. you go, it doesn't matter if it's in the arena or in the hotels, like like uh, Justin saw Doris Burke getting off the elevator this morning. It's just everywhere you go. The NBA has taken over Las Vegas. Yep. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No doubt. So, you know, name dropping and humble bragging aside, we did get to watch a lot of really good basketball yesterday. Yesterday was kind of a marquee day for Summer League, a great way to kick it off in the Thomas and Mack Center with five of the top six picks in this year's NBA draft. Let's kind of go through these in the order that we saw them. Um, We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but Scotty Barnes, Nick, uh, let's hear your impressions of seeing Scotty Barnes in the flesh in a Toronto Raptors uniform. Yeah, he's got huge feet. That's, that's the first thing. I like Like most NBA guys, their feet kind of correlate with their body. Like, they, yes, they were a size 16, but they're 6'10". Scotty Barnes, I don't know if it was the, the design of the shoe that he was wearing, but they just looked so big, like bulky, yep. long. It was just, it was insane. Um, he plays with passion, and you, and you always could see that in his film and, and, you know, the Mike Schmitz breakdowns and, you know, watching him. Um, in NCAA tournament throughout the year and in the combine, like he plays with a lot of passion. But until you see it in person, it's like holy cow! Like this is this is what these teams raved about. He would he'd be on defense talking. He would deflect passes. He would get steals, and he lets you hear about it. You yep. know, he'd say oh, that's that's weak, that's weak. He'd be all yeah. in your head with some choice words with mixed choice in. Three. I I didn't want to <laughs> say those on the pod, but <laughs> he he is a true competitor. He hits shots and you know beats his chest not as not as crazy as Luca Garza but that's a whole nother story um but he plays with passion and and it rubs off on his teammates and he's a clear leader on this Raptors team even at a young age you know he he took control that summer league game um you know Malachi Flynn was also great but from just a true you know I own the court this is my stage kind of a thing Scotty Barnes took control yeah, absolutely. Scotty was, I mean, kind of the unquestioned leader out on the floor. You saw if you're wanting him to come in and, and shake up the culture and be that vocal leader, he put that on display yesterday. You know, even when he looked tired. So there was one play where he was lagging up the court. The other four guys went down. He was slow up the court, and it looked like he wanted out. He still came up mm-hmm. and kind of cherry-picked a three at the top of the key, which uh, led the, who did they even play? The Knicks. The Knicks. Led the Knicks to call a timeout. He did end up coming out, so he was tired, but he still hit a wide-open three. Yep. Uh, his length was unbelievable. Yes. He was the biggest guy on the floor most of the time yep. that he was out there. Um, you can obviously see why he shot up draft boards, going from Thunder Consolation Prize to number four pick yep. in the lottery. Uh, pretty incredible. I'm excited to see what he does. He definitely looks the part. And, and on the Knicks side of things, you and I talked about this today. We've seen the Knicks play twice. So they had yep. the opening game. Actually, it wasn't the opening game today because of the reschedule. But they, um, on paper, you know, prior to the reschedule, had the opening game both days. And they've got a couple guys that I think are too good for Summer League. Yes. Um, <laughs> we saw Obi Toppin just absolutely dominate both games. Um, I mean, they, they, they just look like grown men out there yep. compared to some of these guys topping and quickly definitely oh, were quickly at the 30 piece today how could i how could i forget that fit in the uh too good for summer league bucket which is a, a good problem to have yeah. and i think it's interesting you and i were talking earlier about how because we didn't have summer league last year the guys that debuted in the you know most recent summer league trey young zion jaw they're not here right third year they're not here um so they get their one and done in the summer league 
yep. definitely definitely fit in that bucket. Yeah, Quentin Grimes was their other. Um, I wouldn't say he's too good for summer league by any means, but him and uh, Miles McBride are the two um, rookies for the Knicks. They also had Jericho Sims, who was um, either a later draft pick or unrounded or undrafted. But as far as their their early draft picks, both those guys are going to be pure scores. Um, Big time, big time shooters. Both a little bit undersized for the guard position, but when you're a Knicks team that's looking to contend now, I think they made a couple of steps in the right direction with you know acquiring Kemba Walker as soon as he was bought out, uh, re-signing Julius Randle, and then adding some of these shooters. And it looks like quickly he's taken another step. Maybe Obi Toppin will average more than four points a game this year. <laughs> um, I, I think the Knicks are in a good spot. Yep. I totally agree. So then the second game of the day, uh, this was a pretty marquee matchup. You have Jalen Green and the Rockets taking on Evan Mobley and the Cavaliers. This is when the the celebrities really started showing up. Yes, there was a lot of people in attendance for this game. The arena was full. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really starting to buzz. And Jalen Green was a big part of that. He instantly kind of raised the competition level of that game, whether it's because of his G League experience, kind of used to playing against this level of competition, or just kind of that fiery spirit that he brings. Uh, it it got real spicy in the gym really quick when Jalen Green was on the floor. He is an NBA-ready guy. Absolutely. I think that... You know, a lot of rookies come in known for being scores, and they, you know, maybe they average 12, 13 points a game, depending on the team, depending on the situation. I think Jalen Green averages 20 a game pretty easily on this this Rockets team that's that's rebuilding. Very much so. I think he is clearly uh, the first star of this Rockets team, the the next you know Rockets rebuild of yep. the future. Jalen Green is the is the centerpiece. He looks the part. Uh, like like I mentioned, the G League experience had him more than ready for summer league. And I think coming up his next game against Cade Cunningham and the Pistons tomorrow, yep. uh, that's one I can't wait for. Probably probably the second most exciting game that we're going to see. And, you know, him and KPJ are going to be super fun. You know, obviously they have Christian Wood, but the other front court guy, um, this is going to hit some Thunder fans uh-huh. close to home, Alperin Shangun. Yes. Um, he was one of those players that had a performance where it was like in the box score he had like 15 and 15 um, seven offensive rebounds most of his damage came from the line he went 9 of 14 from the free throw line he was only 3 of 10 from the floor you could see Evan Mobley who we'll talk about I'm sure here in a little bit um, disrupting a lot of his shots but just as as the young guy he is getting taken at 16 I think he's going to take a lot of time to grow and develop and get that outside shot but just from a pure rebounding standpoint he is so so strong that I think he can be a eight rebound a guy kind of get eight rebound a game kind of guy immediately yeah I think so too he he had a solid game he didn't look like spectacular it was one of those where his numbers were really solid I think more so brown style that's exactly what I was gonna say um maybe more so than his actual impact on the game um it was nice to see him talk to the basketball at the free throw <laughs> line. We could hear Fran Fraschilla making some jokes about that yep. at the broadcast table. Um, but definitely, I mean, seems seems like a solid pickup. I don't know, though, and we'll talk more Thunder in a minute, but I don't know that I'm necessarily too broken up about it compared to who the Thunder ended up taking. Uh, but we'll save that for a moment. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was interesting watching, like we mentioned, um, five of the top six picks in, in a 24-hour, 12-hour span, really. Um, and just knowing some of these guys could have been, and even multiple of these guys really could have been on the Thunder had the had the lottery balls fallen a different way. Um, Evan Mobley being one of them, 
he was kind of the flip of Shangun. He didn't have the greatest yes. numbers. Yep. You know, six of 17 from the floor, missed both of his threes, missed both of his free throws, only had five boards. He had five turnovers, um, just 12 points. But you could see the potential there. He is so long. Yes. Like a lot of these big guys that you see uh, up close in, in person, you're like, yeah, that, that's a big guy. That's what we expect. You see Evan Mobley. <laughs> right. Similar to Bull Bull, although well, obviously not as skinny as yeah, Bull Bull. Right. You, see, you see Evan Mobley, and it's like, that's a big dude, and he, he can bring the yep. ball up, he can shoot, he Very can athletic. pass. Um, he fits the modern NBA. Quite frankly, he fits exactly what the Thunder are trying to do. I think he would have been a no-brainer pick at three. Um, but yeah, he, he's good, and, and the Cavs are building a team that's pretty big. Like Their summer league squad is pretty big. Isaac Okoro is running point for them. I think he's going to be a really, really solid player, irrespective of Garland and Sexton, whether Sexton's there or not. I think Okoro takes a step this year and, and has some ball handling ability. Obviously, Jarrett Allen just got re-signed. He's a good seven-footer. Um, you're going to see a lot of Mobley at the power forward. So that team is going to be very, very big. I think they're going to be very good defensively. Okoro is, it came into the league as a defensive guy. Mobley's a defensive guy. Jarrett Allen's a defensive guy. If you can get Sexton and Garland to buy in and play some defense – he might be okay. Yep, absolutely. And I think the the Cavaliers are still once again this year, you know, they're not going to be trying to win a ton of games. They're still very much developmental and Evan Mobley's going to have a lot of chances mm-hmm. um, to take some big minutes, to do some big things, to make some mistakes, but I think his impact on the game is definitely going to be felt. Uh, he he very much looks the part like Scotty Barnes. Yep. So and then Yeah, I was going to say there there was a game right after that. There was a little game right after that. Cade Cunningham, the debut of the number one overall NBA pick, had Adam Silver in the audience in the front row, made sure he had a good seat for that one. Going up against the surprise lottery pick of Josh Giddy and the Thunder, um, obviously the storyline was Josh Giddy getting hurt after five minutes of playing time, going down with a sprained ankle, did not return. Nick, does he play again in the summer league? I don't think so. I mean, the Thunder have this weird gap where they played Sunday in the, I mean, really it was a marquee matchup because yep. after that it was Lakers-Suns, the arena kind of cleared out. Yep, Nobody was very really interested much. in those teams. So it was the marquee matchup. Um, I think now that even if they have a three-day break and Giddy is okay, I, I just don't know if playing, let's say he plays 25 minutes a game over the next three or four games, does that 75 to 100 minutes of summer league play really help his trajectory and development that much? Yep. I don't think so. And yep. I think if, even if the ankle's tender, um, there's been some speculation that maybe the ankle was tender coming into the game. I think they, they sit him out. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I know Thunder fans aren't going to like that. Um, it kind of puts a sour taste in your mouth, getting your first look at Giddy. Right. But that first play of the game, taking first it to play. the hole and jamming it, like the, the Thomas and Max center was rocking. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was an awesome start to the game. Uh, obviously, the ankle injury, not what you want. But I agree. I think with the history of the Thunder and how they handle these things, it feels like, you know, why why even bother risking it? Um, you'd rather have him ready for the start of the season, no matter what. Like you said, will this summer league experience be that valuable? I don't know. Um, other than Giddy. What was uh, kind of your main takeaways from this game? I think holistically as a team, um, what you see, and I know this isn't the Oklahoma City Blue, it's a summer league team, which is very different, but the way the Thunder organization works, and, and this could be the case for, for all teams, I, I don't follow um, other G League teams as closely, 
but the blue and the thunder run the same plays. They run the same system. They have the same play style. They have the same type of personnel. Yep. And I think you're kind of seeing that with the summer league team. They don't have a true center. I'm not saying the thunder are bought in on never playing a center again, but I think that positionless style of play where you can have a guy that's six ten. um, play the quote-unquote five and not really have a true center is something they're very interested in or even acquiring a center over the next year that can bring the ball up like an Evan Mobley Hmm. I think that play style that that Dagnall likes to play and Presti's given Dagnall the keys to play that way yep I, I I almost think this summer league team was built this way for a reason I mean, obviously, there's a million centers out there that would love to come play <laughs> right. in the summer league that are sitting on the couch right now or playing overseas and want their shot to get in the league. So I, I, I truly think this is an indicator that um, the Thunder are going all in. And regardless if you're on the Thunder or the summer league team or the blue team, it's going to mirror how, how the Thunder want to play. Yeah, and, and just JRE looked really solid. Yeah. Like, really good minutes out of him, 27 minutes. He uh, shot 6 of 12 from the floor. He ends with how many points? 14 points, 14. Uh, six rebounds, two steals, one block. Yep. Really solid minutes from JRE, uh, a guy that, you know, could be, a, you know, a bit of a, a mixed bag. And I and I think he still could be. We're not going to make rash decisions sure. based off one summer league game. But really nice minutes from JRE. I thought another guy that was a bit of a, you know, surprise, solid contributions was Aaron Wiggins. Huge. He... he showed some things offensively that you really didn't see out of him in college. Like, I'm not going to sit here and yeah. say I've watched every game that Aaron Wiggins has ever yeah. played, but you know, he was, he was a solid score at, at Maryland, but some of the things he showed, um, the athleticism, he had a, a very nice putback. He had a move that almost looked like a travel. He pump faked <laughs> and did like a spin and then went into the lane, yes. scooped it up. He's going to score a lot of points in the G league. And again, this, it's been one game. This might be a yep. hot take, but there's been two consecutive seasons where the Thunder have converted a guy on a two-way contract to a full deal, um, ended up being a, a solid piece to the roster. Maybe Aaron Wiggins is that guy this year. Yep. I mean, there's going to be roster spots unless the Thunder go out and sign two, three guys in free agency with the close to $40 million they have in cap space. Now, like, they're going to have roster spots. If debt goes back overseas and some of these other things happen, there's going to be spots. And I think Aaron Wiggins could end up on a full – Full NBA contract by the end of the season. Yep. The name of the game for the Thunder is roster exploration. I yep. think a guy like Aaron Wiggins is going to be fully explored. And where that nets him out, if that earns him a place on the Thunder, I think that is very, very likely a possibility. A guy who does not have to earn his place on the Thunder and was probably, not probably, he was the most impressive player on the floor last night, Teo Maladon, or Madelon, <laughs> as uh, the ESPN broadcast <laughs> apparently called him. Yep. Um, Teo looked like he took a leap? Yeah. Question mark. Physically and on the court. Yes, physically. He talked about what? What did he say in the post game? He, he worked he, out twice a day. Yeah, and he spent. He said he he did as much as he could this summer to to improve. Um, he did a lot more than I did this summer. That's yeah. for sure. He, I mean, he he looks noticeably more cut up. Uh, people forget too. He's six five and he's every bit of it. Yes. Like he, sitting sitting down close and seeing him, like he always looks small. Yes. He's yep. a, he's a big boy. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's a, I mean, a jumbo point guard, really. Like, I know jumbo these days is the Cade Cunninghams and the Shays and yeah. the Lucas that are 6'9". But in terms of just, like, traditional point guard, you think 6'1", 6'2", is, is, it used to be the standard height. Right, and Teo's like the t- Chris Pauls. Right, and Teo's a legit 6'5". I think that also gives him the ability to play off the ball, too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his biggest 
issues last season. And again, last season he was playing against real NBA competition. This is just summer league. Although the Pistons did play three guys that will be starters for them um, was turnovers. And he had 11 assists and only two turnovers last night. Yes. I think that's huge. Um, Ball control. Getting more comfortable with the, the speed of the game is really probably what a large part of it is. Um, so that's exciting out of him. Yeah, he was the only guy for the Thunder that really, you know, played solid minutes on an NBA team, and yeah. I think that that showed. Yeah. Obviously, the Pistons had some guys that did, um, but but Teo looked super comfortable. Just game manager type point guard. Um, seems like he was being a little bit more aggressive. Like you mentioned, the eleven assists was the Insane. highest of any player uh, on day one of Summer League. So yep. not a bad place to find yourself. Yep. I think Teo, you and I were talking about it as we walked to the arena this morning of, you know, does he eventually get to a place where it's almost like Reggie Jackson-esque where he could be starting, but the starting spot may not be there. Right. Um, I think I think he could reach that level of talent where that kind of is the case where he's a, a starting point guard coming off the bench. Yep, and he started 49 games last year, too, and, it's right. you, and it showed, like you said. And the, the other guy that I want to talk about for a little bit, Trey Mann. Yes. Um, probably the flashiest, most fun guy on the Summer League roster, and that title might continue into the season, He's got too. some sauce. He does have some sauce. He had he has the step-back move we've all seen. Yep. He had an insane layup there, um, crossing guys over, breaking ankles. Like He's going to be a lot of fun. And although he was extremely inefficient, he was 3 of 14 from the floor for just six points, a lot of his shots like almost fell. There was three yes. or four that the crowd stood up, and uh-huh. they were like, oh. like you know, he crossed someone over, <laughs> and then the shot like would rim out, or a step-back three, and everyone was like, oh, and then it, it missed, you know, back yep. rim. Some of those shots go down. Thunder Twitter saying, oh, Trey Mann is the next James Hart. I mean, yep. it, it's like the overreactions. but He's going to have a large number of highlight plays yes. this season. The ones that, you know, maybe get posted by Bleacher Report, yes. would, would get posted by Bleacher Report if he was Alex Caruso. Right. Um, but he, he's going to make those plays. I think he'll find his shot. Game one of the Summer League, you're, you're not going to get too upset about going 3 of 14, but the aggressiveness and the vision and the the moves that we saw, mm-hmm. I think you made the comment during the game of like, it felt a little bit Trey Young-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying Trey Mann is Trey Young. Sure. But the shiftiness that he showed. The shiftiness is crazy. Definitely. And, and I think too, when you're watching Summer League, it's less about which shots fell and which ones didn't. Like, if, if there's someone just completely airballing, that's one thing. But the shot creation, I think, is more important. I'd rather see a guy create NBA shots and miss them than see a guy just hit, you know, two or three knockdown catch-and-shoot threes. Like, I think there's a different yep. different level there. But he showed the ability to create shots, and I'm excited to see um, him in these next couple games. Absolutely. I think it'll be great to watch these young guys. You know, Thunder have three more games um, pending on where they net out in the standings. They yep. may have more than that. Um, but it should be lots of fun to watch over the coming games. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch all the guys uh, both on the Thunder and not. I thought one of the coolest things to see last night, though, Nick, um, was the team support from the Thunder. So we mentioned, you know, it kind of varied by team. Some teams had a lot of players showing up, some like the Lakers. Um, I think Taylor Horton Tucker, who we didn't even name in our game. We didn't didn't name uh, (sighs) Ty Jerome, who was there for the Thunder, too. Yeah, good point. See, we're slacking. Um, But THT was the only guy there for the Lakers versus the Thunder that pretty much had the entire team sitting front row. Right. I mean, that's got to feel pretty cool if you're on that summer league roster, seeing the whole team come out and support. 
Thunder culture. Thunder culture, absolutely. And then after the game, uh, you mentioned we had the Suns-Lakers following the Thunder Pistons game, and uh, we we had Chris Paul reuniting with SGA. That was a cool moment. And uh, Lou Dort, and eventually I think everybody, Baisley and Muscala and all those guys came over and dapped him up. Um, super cool to see Chris Paul kind of still checking in with his, his old protégés, uh, the guys he took under his wing in Oklahoma City. Yep. And yep. then uh, going and sitting with his new protégés, Devin Booker and Campaign. Yes, Campaign, um, just one of those side stories. He's walking down by the court to get over to the Suns, you know, current player section that was cheering on the summer league team, and Suns fans were just yelling. Like, there was, there was <laughs> superstars in our section down there all day long, and you didn't hear much yelling down from, like, the GA. Yep. Campaign had people yelling at yeah, him. Like, he, he is a fan favorite. Yes, he is. It's good stuff all around. Uh, Nick and I are going to be here for the next two days. Um, we're going to try to do some more recording live here in Vegas, get you some more bonus episodes so you can hear about our summer league experience. Obviously the thunder will not play again while we're here, unfortunately, uh, but we will still cover some of the other games, some of the other lottery prospects, players that you're going to hear a lot about into the future. Um, but for an upcoming Thunder game, uh, I know Jacob and Taylor probably mentioned this on last night's podcast, but be sure to join us at Prairie OKC on Friday night, where we will have a watch party live in the flesh for Thunder Warriors at 6 p.m. Come be one of the first 50 people, get a ticket, get a free beer on the uncontested. It should be lots of fun. Uh, I will not be there, and I'm super jealous. Uh, so go have a good time, and if it goes well, we'll probably do more in the future. So lots to look forward to, um, lots more basketball in our future. Uh, we're going to get out of here and uh, try to go make it back for uh, Jalen Suggs. Suggs versus uh, Book Night. Yep, that's right. Yes. I think, is it is it Book Night? No. It, it sounded wrong as it came out of my mouth. Hold on, we can, we can look it's at Jaylen it. It's Jalen Suggs uh, versus... Ooh, Jonathan Kuminga. That's the one. That's gonna be a lot. That's gonna be another one. That's like, if both those guys ball out, it's gonna be Thunder fans freaking out on Twitter. Yes. Once they see Kuminga drop thirty and yes. and Jalen Suggs drop twenty five, it's gonna be like, oh, we could add both those. Guys I knew out. I knew it was another Thunder potential guy yes. that we were gonna go see. So yes. we're gonna go check that out. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for checking out all our stuff. Like we mentioned at the top, subscribe wherever you get our podcast. Follow us on socials, on Twitter and Instagram. We have been posting tons of content from Summer League videos and pictures and lots of pictures of the, the players that we name dropped earlier have been posted on there. So if you're not following there already, go check it out. Don't miss any of our Summer League coverage. Don't miss any of our podcasts in the future. I think that'll do it for the live day one Summer League report. Until next time, thunder up. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. 
all for an incredible value your wrists and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.